Morning, Steve. Nice to be company. Welcome to Friday. Thank you, Anthony. Have a nice week. He's never got over the shock of seeing his name on the poster outside. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you've taken a photograph on your phone, haven't you? Have you done that? Go on. Truth time. I bet you've done that. I've done it. <laughs> and then a friend of mine sent it to me as well. He said, oh, look, you're on a poster and sent it. I went, oh, that's nice. And then somebody else sent it to my computer. So I've got... It's like I've never seen my name before. John, I get in the car this morning. The first thing he says to me, did you see any fireworks last night? I thought, oh, it's going to be a long journey, this one. <laughs> I said, no, I don't like fireworks. Lying through my teeth. News is next. Here it comes. I love it when somebody says to you in the morning, is it ready? Like, you know, ready or not, here I come. You know, that was like that sort of game years ago, wasn't it? You go, you, what did we used to play? Was it Blind Man's Buff or something like that? Or you say, I clo- I'm going to cover my eyes. You go, one, two, three, four. Ready or not, here I come. And I'd still be standing there. Because I'd forgotten to go and hide. I can't use like hide and seek. That's what it was. Hide and seek. Anyway, I trust you well. What a miserable blooming day. I was feeling in no mood this morning to be talking to my driver. <laughs> Even though it's the second time I've had him. I'm, I'm no... no. I'm, all I want to do is get in the car and I've got so many things I'm thinking of. And the last thing I was thinking of was a question like, did you see any fireworks last night? <laughs> thought it should have been the bathroom this morning. But anyway. And, uh, and so I said, no, not really interested in fireworks. I mean, I am. But to be honest with you, I, I kind of lost the will to live this year. And we didn't get that many round, are we? Because we, we, we get them throughout the year. It makes no difference what, what time of year it is. We get fireworks. But normally, I've enjoyed the Hampton Court fireworks, which I can see from where I am. And then you just look out, and they're, they're really the bit... I mean, to be honest with you, just a silly little piddly rocket that goes, bang, is not really going to do it for me at all. It really isn't. Can I just finish signing my name? Just hold, just bear with me one one minute, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, before we get into the book. So I've got a couple of things, which I've got to get off my chest, because I'm in foul mood. It's not helped by the producer this morning. You started asking daft questions, you know, at sort of half past four in the morning. Like, sort of, you know, oh, so and so, so, what did you do yesterday? You know, what did, you know I, thought, I really don't, I don't want to discuss this with you. I don't know who you are. You know, I, I wish you wouldn't ask, but now I can't sign on, which is annoying me even more. Wait a minute. Hmm? 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 There you go. That should work. And so, oh, it's still not working. I, I think I've done my name wrong here, actually. I think I'm probably capital S. There you go. And, um, and so he's asking me all these questions. And we, we start walking down the studio and he goes, so what are you doing this weekend? Well, I'm ready to kill. I'm sort of sharpening the knife behind his back, just about getting ready to stick it in between the shoulder blades. I'm thinking, why do people ask you such daft questions in the morning? I explained to him as I was sitting at the, uh, at the computer that, you know, I, I don't discuss my... Why can't this uh, log me on here? Oh, I'll tell you why. I'm probably logged onto the different thing, aren't I? Is this next door, this computer? Has it got to be given back to me in here? Is it Office PC? Is it? Are you sure? Well, it's not logging me on, is it? And I'm getting really angry now, because I've now tried it three times. Any minute now... No, I, I don't want to... There's no good you logging on, is it? Wait a minute. I think it's that. If it isn't, I'm in dead... No. Let's try again. Right, final time. There we go. So I'm now going to get very cross. No, it's not... It's, I don't think it's on the right computer. I think it's when he has it next door. Yeah, sort it out now. I tell you, it's annoying me. Already, already, I'm like tense. I'm like a coiled spring at the moment. Because I think it's, it's, it's next door. I don't think it's in here at all. I think we're, we're, I'm on something else. Anyway, I've got loads of your texts and emails to get through. Thank you as well to uh, Brian and Iris. Thank you for the, uh, the leaflet on Mrs Kibble's old sweet shop, which has got all sorts of, all sorts of things. Actually, I've just ordered... I got a bit carried away yesterday. Okay, have you done this? I got a bit carried away because uh, my brother... 
is having two Christmas dinners. Well, it's one Christmas dinner and then the girlfriend's family coming round. And what I always do for Christmas, I buy him sweets. I always send down a box of sweets, uh, which I've ordered from Lakeland, and, and that lasts them throughout Christmas. So yesterday, I'm happily... And they're really nice. They're really, really nice at Lakeland. You phone them up, they're very polite. They always go, oh, you've ordered before, haven't you? Uh, now, do we have the address of the person you want to go to? No, no, you don't. This is a new one I'm sending to his work. So I, how much do you think I ended up spending up on chocolates? and things? £247. How is this possible? I asked myself. So that's, that's Christmas and New Year sorted out for them. Because I bought, oh, there were loads of things in there. I mean, just absolutely loads of goody things, which I can't eat, including one of my favourites, which I haven't had for years, and that's fruit jellies with Cointreau in. I don't know if you've ever had fruit jellies with Cointreau, but they're yum, yum, yum. But I can't have them. So I, I bought them. I said, what is it you don't want? And the one thing he doesn't want is liqueur chocolates. Hates liqueur chocolates. Whereas I quite like liqueur chocolates. And I've got an issue with, uh, with Marks and Spencers at the moment. Could turn into a major battle, this one. It might even happen this morning. And it's all over mince pies. It's all over mince pies. It's all very strange. And I tried it yesterday and I feel like I've been swizzed. And I might have to take it up with Stuart. Stuart Rose, that is, because it's, it's just not good enough. I do love the picture, Anthony probably mentioned, in front of the Daily Mail this morning, of uh, Christina Schmidt, who was uh, paying an instinctive tribute to the body of her husband. He passed in front of her, and unlike everybody else who's weeping, she gives him a round of applause. And I thought it showed tremendous courage and bravery and just everything that you would want to do yourself. She said, you know, he was absolutely fantastic. This is how he would have wanted it to be. The various other people in the papers today, and they're talking about... Well, I've just put my password. Are we doing this password again? We're doing this for the umpteenth time. Right. Wait a minute. Have a, is, that ca- oh, that's ca- is that capital there? Wait a minute. Is that capital? See, I think it's that. I'm pretty certain it is that. Oh, is that it? Yeah, it's worked, doesn't it? I was right. I didn't know where we go. Oh, I've got the questions already. This is, this is your idea of the joke this morning, is it? I'm rapidly falling out of love with you very quickly, actually. This, this morning, we could actually come to blows on this programme. I don't think it's beyond the bounds of possibility. John Warrington says, I'm going to get him to test these mince pies, which I've bought, uh, because I think they, they should be done under the Trade Descriptions Act, and I want to warn you about them. I'm going to warn you about them. Um... Right, okay, it's lovely. <laughs> so here is a picture of this uh, tremendous woman, Christina Schmidt, clapping the body of her husband inside, just breaking up, just absolutely falling apart. And uh, it was very interesting because I saw, I witnessed yesterday, I thought another nearly falling apart. They were talking on Loose Women. I watch it occasionally. I only watched to see Graham Cole on there because it was his uh, last night. Uh, in the bill, and and I watched it. And I, I'm not huge. I like the program. Sometimes they get the the mix of the panelists wrong. And yesterday they were talking about whether or not you should have information given to you by telephone call. Mainly, you know, somebody saying, "Oh, so and so is uh, is very ill," or bad news by phone. And Sherry Hewson was telling us about the time that uh, she was told that her father had died, and she was saying it was the. She said she. She'd seen him the day before, but she said... And she felt so awful because she was so close to him. And she gets the phone call saying he's, he's passed on. 
but they... She hadn't said goodbye. She said, I hadn't held his hand. I wasn't there at the end. She said, everything, everything, everything just was awful, awful, awful. And, and she said, you know, we knew it was going to happen. We just didn't know when it's, it's going to happen. And that was why, she said, for years, she said, I dreaded the phone ringing because I used to think it's going to bring bad news. And they, they all relayed different stories. And I, as I was, I, was, I was listening to it, I was thinking, but that's exactly the same as happened to me. Exactly the same thing. The telephone brought bad news because we'd had an LBC listeners' evening. And what we used to do, we used to have parties many years ago, many, many, many years ago for LBC listeners. And we started off with 100 people. And then gradually more and more people wanted to come to the parties and, and join in. And so I think the last one we had was at the Strand Palace Hotel. There are probably photos available somewhere. And we had 600 people. 600 people turned up to the uh, LBC Steve Allen Weekend Night Extra Overnight Party. And all we did, we just, uh, we had, uh, I can't remember what we did, you know, we had a disco. One of our listeners did a disco. We had the hotel provide food. Um, and 600 people turned up. And it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, it really was. It was just 600 people all had one thing in common. You know, they all loved LBC, so it was, it's, they'd go, oh, this is Dizzy, and this is, this is the Twins, and this is, oh, my goodness me, and this is so-and-so, and this is so... And people then would go, oh, I've heard you on the radio, and this, this kind of stuff. So everybody knew about... Well, actually, they hadn't heard them. I'd tell a lie there. They only knew about them because people had sent in letters, and I read out letters. So, um, and at the end of the night, I had three friends, and I was taking them home. So we all pile into my Mini... I think it was, yeah, three. So there's four of us in the car. And we go back to my house. On the way back, I'm desperate to go to the toilet. You know what it's like when you've just absolutely got to go to the toilet? There's no... To- so I said, listen, we'll pull into my place, because it's literally only just a mile down here. Quickly go to the toilet. Anybody else can go to the toilet, and then we'll, we'll head off. So I, he- I go in to my flat at the time in Isleworth and uh, run upstairs, you know, as I was prone to doing in those days. Like that, get the key. In the, you know, nothing worse is you can't get the key in the door. And you're like, I'm going to wear myself, I'm going to wear myself. And then eventually you sort of you go to the toilet. And then I came out, and while we were waiting for everybody else, I go into the bedroom, and I've got an answer phone in the bedroom. One of the old-fashioned answer phones. It sat on the floor, had two tapes in it, and if the light flashed, you knew there was a message. And so uh, I thought, oh, while someone's got quickly, I'll listen to the message. And, and a lady said, oh, is that Stephen? Oh, this is Nurse So-and-so, So-and-so, it's in Stephen's hospital. Can you give us a ring, please? And you think, uh-oh. And immediately your heart drops. And so I phoned the hospital. Everybody else, of course, is faffing. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. And I get to the, uh, through to the hospital, and the nurse says, oh, hello, Stephen, just to let you know, your father's just died. And you're kind of stuck in this situation. I've got three people faffing around in the kitchen, and I'm going, where, where are you? I'm trying to remember everything. And she's going, it's in Stephen's hospital. I think, all right. Where? I said, where is that? Where is that? And she goes, it's down in, in Chelsea. I went, right, right, OK. I said, I'll, I'll be down straight away. She said, yeah, your, your mother's here now. I thought, oh, God, so I better get down there. So I've got these three people. So they all get in my car. And I said, listen, we have to go back to the hospital. So they end up coming back into town with me. And I've got no idea where I'm going. I'm, I'm at a loose end. I'm jumping red lights like there's no tomorrow. And get to the hospital eventually. And I go in to see my mum. And, uh, and now I suddenly think, I've left three people sitting in the car who've, <laughs> who've been back to my place, gone to the toilet and come back into town. And they're now at completely the wrong end. of. They don't, don't want to be here. So I had to go out and say, I'm really sorry, you're going to have to make your own way home from here. So they're stuck there at about two in the morning. Nothing going on, you know, apart from me and my mum and, uh, and a load of other people faffing around in the hospital. It was just one of those bizarre nights, and all, of, all of course, stemming from, uh, from the phone call. 
So that's why, when I watched Sherry Hewson relaying her story yesterday, I thought immediately about my, uh, my story as well at the same time. Other stories from the papers coming up. Oh, I've got this horrible feeling. Oh, please, God. Jordan and Peter don't get back together again. They're now saying Harvey is critically ill. He's not critically ill. What he's got is an illness which a little lad of, of his age can pick up because he's quite ill anyway. News headlines, 5.15. 12 people have died and at least 31 more are wounded after a mass shooting at the Ford Hood Army Base in Texas. Back here, two people have been arrested over the death of a 20-year-old man who was found stabbed on Park Parade in Harleston yesterday. The post-strike that was planned to start this morning isn't happening now after the unions agreed a last-minute deal with Royal Mail last night. And you too have played a spectacular mini-concert in front of 10,000 people in the German capital ahead of a 20th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. Have a check on the state of the roads. Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. Good morning. Uh, Park Parade, Halston. That's... Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's Steve Allen's Fickle Friday. We like Friday because uh, Friday you can just go, yeah, you can do anything you like. You can be completely balmy as a brush if you like, I suppose. Uh, people keep sending me all these links to all the X Factor contestants. Will you please stop it? I'm getting no work done at all. Uh, John Warrington will be in a little bit later. I'm going to try them on these mince pies because I, I think they're a rip-off. I, don't, I, I really do. Very rare I say that something about uh, that from Marks and Spencers, do I? I'm normally uh, very good... Indeed. Uh, Kevin the Milkman, good morning. John says, glad you're in a foul mood. It's when you're at your best. <laughs> oh, the Nolans DVD's out on Monday. That'll be remaindered very shortly. Mark the bailiff's up out of his bed at long last. Yes, some people live in there. I couldn't live in bed. I absolutely couldn't. I really couldn't. Stay. I used to be able to. You know, when Anthony goes home, he'll probably have a piece of toast with Marmite or something like that. And then climb into bed. And because today he doesn't have to work tonight, he can, he can probably sleep all the way through. And I used to wake up some days, especially when it's in the middle of winter. And I've discovered, middle of winter, I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm actually um, spending more, more time looking out the window thinking, it's very dark. It's very dark, isn't it? And if it's dark, immediately my, my brain goes, dark, sleep. So last night... Uh, I thought, I'll, I'll go... I'll watch, what did I watch? I watched something. I can't remember. It might have been a Christmassy thing. I'm going through a Christmassy phase. And I've started doing the um, all the different uh, DVDs because I've got the box set of Crossroads because I did Sue Hansen yesterday. Now, you know Sue, of course, was Miss Diane in Crossroads, good friend of Benny, and uh, the widow of Carl Wayne in real life, who was lead singer of The Move, then went on to be in The Hollies and died surprisingly, five years ago, I didn't really think it was five years ago. To, to me, it seems like, you know, last year that I saw him sitting in a coffee shop in, in Twickenham. And Sue was in yesterday. And in fact, if you want to see how, how well she looks, and she does look very well, uh, she's on with Alan Titchmarsh today on his show. So that means, actually, today's Alan Titchmarsh show must be pre-recorded. I just thought about that. It must be pre-recorded because she's recorded it and it goes out today. So, I, so you must be watching. Because it'll be, you'll, you'll say, because I spoke to my brother last night, because he, he sort of phoned, and that's when I said to him, listen, I'm going to send you some chocolate for Christmas. So I've sent this, this £247 worth of chocolate, which is nice. He's got all sorts of, you know, things in there. It'll keep him happy over Christmas. And so he's got everything. Because I always think if you've got more than your brother, then it's your, your duty, isn't it, to sort of, to make sure that he gets exactly the same. It's only once a year, for goodness sake. And so I always, so I always pay for Christmas dinner. I make him, I make him go and order it, but I pay for it. Because it's a lot. Have you seen? I don't know if you've looked through the Marks and Spencer's Christmas catalogue. Do you know what an average turkey is? Forty pounds. Forty pounds for an unstuffed one, but what they call a butterball turkey, twenty-five pounds. That's the cheapest they do. They go up to seventy or eighty pounds. These turkeys. 
I keep recommending Hugh Broom. Start getting turkeys in. Have some free-range turkeys. You've got free-range chickens. Have some free-range turkeys in. Quite lucrative. And then you just bring a man round and he'll do the, the messy business. And, and then you sort of do that. So we've, we've sort of picked a turkey. We're not going to go a whole turkey. Because that does between seven and ten people. And that's just ridiculous, isn't it? Eating turkey for the rest of Christmas. Which is nice, but I only like it on Christmas Day. I do like my little... Are they pigs in blankets? Yeah, the little bacon round, wrapped round a little... Sorry? Pigs in blankets. Yeah, thank you. Uh, little bacon bacon bits wrapped around a sausage. I mean, those I can eat because I love those with a bit of gravy over. I love crispy roast potatoes. Got to have Brussels sprouts. And thank you to all the people who've sent me to Amazon because they do Brussels sprout crackers. <laughs> Brussels sprouts. They're not actually made up, but they've got a picture of Brussels sprouts on the front. And inside, they've got wind-up Brussels sprouts. I didn't think it was possible. So if you think you buy me anything for Christmas, you know, that, that would be an acceptable gift. So I did Sue Hansen yesterday. You'll hear that in a couple of weeks. I can't remember if we've put Graham Cole out. Has Graham Cole been out in... I think he must have been out. I lose track of it. I remember most of the people that I do. And we've got Martine McCutcheon and uh, loads of other people coming up. So uh, details. Uh, this weekend, of course, this weekend, it's the fabulous Jamie Cullum, who is just... Fantastic. It's a very, very good interview, even though I say so myself. Actually, I've got no idea whether they're good interviews or not. I just do an interview, and I always think, if they're still smiling at the end of an hour in my company, that's, that's got to be a good sign. And, uh, and he was smiling. He's so much better looking. I was watching him on... If, if you go onto YouTube and put in Jamie Cullum, there's a clip of him on The Gadget Show, and he's tuning in a, an FM radio. And what does he tune it to? 97.3! And he does it twice! Twice he tunes it to 97.3. I loved him to pieces. I thought he was absolutely marvellous. Absolutely wonderful. A couple of stories in the paper today which have uh, actually got me very, very cross. And I don't get very, very cross. I get... um, But I was talking to Di in the doctor's surgery the other day and she said, you you said something the other day that made me laugh out loud. I thought, that's good. It's nice to make people laugh, isn't it? It's only, you know, we're only on this planet for a very small... Small time? A very small time. I see Samantha Fox... Uh, could be going into I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. The Daily Star have come up with this balmy notion that I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here wanted to put Peter Andre in for a quarter of a million. No, they didn't. He's already been in there. They're not interested in him again. And frankly, I'll be glad if we can see the back of him tomorrow. They reckon that Samantha Fox... See, I know Samantha for years. Samantha and I used to uh, eat and drink in Stringfellows long, 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 long time ago. And then I, I started slagging her off. Sorry, casually mentioning her on the programme. And I bumped into her at another interview. She said, here, she said, my nan says you slag me off. <laughs> I said, listen, be grateful you mentioned. Some people never get mentioned at all. Uh, they reckon uh, also in is Jimmy White. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne's son, Jack, shunned an offer to take part. Who would be remotely interested in seeing that twerp? Oh, we've had quite enough of Jack Osbourne. Send him back to America where he, where he deserves to be. Uh, who else is going to be in there? Nobody else. I've got no idea. Nobody else. They're, but they're all, all the agents say, oh, so-and-so's going to be in it. So-and-so. I mean, why Jimmy White would be of any interest to anybody, I can't imagine. I mean, why Samantha Fox? Apart from that, she was a pin-up for everybody. And, uh, and I thought, she's gay. She's gay. And then, of course, she came out many, many years later. Many, many years later. Uh, another one here. Uh, this is from... Uh, who's this from? Um, oh, the ukulele, oh, apparently in the Dominican Republic, I start at 1am. Nice, isn't it? I quite like that idea, being listened to in the, uh, in the Dominican Republic. Uh, Bryn says, a wee note to say that Annie and I are off to sunny Spain for a week Saturday. May not be able to pick up the broadcast, but I promise we will try. 
Nothing new to report, apart from the odd gig, although I did a dinner on Thursday where Clive Anderson was the speaker. Sensational. Sensational. And very, very funny. He says, but, and it's a big but, when I get back, I shall be sending an email for your computer guru, Darren, to help me with a problem which no one, simply nobody, has been able to solve, including my own advisor, who's brilliant and makes his own computers. So when, when you get back, hopefully we shall uh, sort that out. OK. And uh, I'll pass that on to him. Hope to be able to hear you and Annie sends her love. OK, listen, love to both of you. I'm going to be seeing you. If, you, if you're doing the, um, the dinner... With, uh, with Graham Cole, you're, you're going to be seeing me, Bryn. We meet at long last. We meet at long last after all this time. Be nice, won't it? We'll do the racing news a little bit later on. And um, Johnny says um, he has equal amounts of childish charm and the annoying factor, but to be declared bankrupt over a 120 grand tax bill is ridiculous. Joe Swash can now be seen making a complete fool of himself as Pamela Anderson's best friend in England. Yet another nonsense reality TV series. The sad part of the show, Joe going up to that world-famous icon, Peaches Geldof, and kissing both sides of her cheek. Luckily for him, it was her face cheeks. Memo to Joe. Listen to your accountant, unless you're pulling a fast one by going skint. He's, been, he's, he's already said that he can pay... The 120 grand. Why they, they made him bankrupt, I've got no idea. He, they've said it's an oversight, and he said he's doing everything he can to get the money together. But the trouble, the argument is not whether you can get the money together, it's where you've spent it up until now. Because they only ask you for, they're not asking you for tax money that you haven't got. You've already had the money. And then people go, oh, I haven't got the tax money. And, so, and it's generally people in showbiz, a lot of people in showbiz. It really annoys me, because they're making more money than you and I put together. I mean, they really are making serious, serious money. It's just ridiculous. But uh, then the, the tax man comes a-calling, and they go, oh, I haven't got the money. They go, well, you know, you have to go, ba- go bankrupt. Oh, that's all right, they'll go bankrupt. So that's what they do now. Um, you're not sleeping in a field at a fireworks display this year, says Dale. No. But you'll have to check previous podcasts for that story. God, dear, honestly, how embarrassing. This is where we went over to Pete's house. And he, next to his house, in deepest Essex, he's got a big field. Huge field. Huge field. And it's lovely. And they built a huge bonfire. And somebody spiked my drinks. They had a hog roast and everything else. And somebody spiked my drinks. And I fell asleep. And when I woke up, because I just fell asleep by the bonfire, they, they'd undone my clothing. And I was so petrified that, that you know what people are like. They, they take pictures. They go all quickly. Let's take a picture of him, you know, with his shirt off. And I've dreaded even worse... And then, luckily, my goddaughter, Charlotte, said, no, they didn't, Uncle Steve, I promise you, they didn't take any pictures. But for about six months, I went into deep decline, I'm afraid, thinking that I'd been, I passed out and they'd undressed me and just taken pictures of me. It is your worst nightmare. Oh, here is your worst nightmare. It's Edward Grimes and his brother out shopping. What you two boys are going to do when you go home, I've got no idea. You're not be getting the adulation, not be getting anything at all. And also, the one thing I'm puzzled about on this one is I've read no stories in the papers from their friends. What friends have said about them. Well, we know they haven't had girlfriends before, but what what friends have said about them. The answer is they appear not to have any friends. Because normally by now, somebody would have said something. But they haven't. Uh, I see that uh, David Hasselhoff is feared to have fallen off the wagon after a boozy casino trip. Oh, you stupid man, honestly. Nothing worse than a boozed-up poor old Hoff. And people go, ooh, the Hoff is in town and this kind of thing. I'm thinking, oh, God. It's like when I read the other day, Sarah Harding is going to be going into partnership to open a bar. I thought, well, she's fallen underneath most of them. She might as well buy into something at this stage of her career. This is L Triple Six. Morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast, LBC 97.3, 5.30. 
Morning, team. Nice to be company. Friday morning, rock week, allegedly, for Simon Cowell's karaoke show. Everyone had to perform something relevant, yet, strangely enough, bisexual Daniel didn't do an ACDC number. A missed opportunity, I think. The show which forced Whitney to drop the greatest love of all from her set list, because apparently after seeing John and Edward sing, she no longer believes that children are our future. Such a good line. All from Ali Ross this morning. Although I'm sure Whitney would have enjoyed Saturday's brilliant wardrobe malfunction. Human Wurlitzer, Cheryl Cole, appeared looking like she'd been pushed backwards through the set of rare oriental house blinds. Did you see that dress? It was just crap. It really was. And that's a new designer. I'd, I'd, I'd give up now. Simon Cowell mistook her tape underneath for his dental glue and claimed Daniel's undoubtedly, probably, the best singer in the competition, which incidentally is filmed in Wembley. A welcome distraction, frankly, as it helped ease the pain of Simon's so-called Rock Week, which featured Keane, the Beatles, Katy Perry and the Shane Ritchie twins hopping around to Five's version of We Will Rock You. What the X Factor was really crying out for was for some good old-fashioned anthrax, not the armed and dangerous thrash metal band, just some anthrax. <laughs> oh, I love the idea, the Shane Ritchie twins. How fantastic. Equally as irritating, I should imagine. Because you suddenly realise they do look a bit like that. I think out this week... Who, who's who's going to be out this week? I think we've got to kick... Um, I think Stacey's got to go. And... Oh, no, Stacey! Uh, because they, they now call her the human candle. The reason being, she never moves. She just stands there as if somebody superglued her to the uh, to the stage. So the human... You think Jamie's got to go? Jamie's a little bit too camp. Jamie, Jamie is, is Jamie the one with the, the teeth and sing show tunes? And he's sort of... Oh, the Afro one. Oh, right, that's the Afro one. Oh, no, I'm getting confused then. Who's the one with the teeth who sings show tunes? Which one's... No, that's not Ollie from Essex. No, Ollie from Essex is just a worry anyway. How to be Daniel. Is it Daniel? No, no, that's the bisexual one. Must be the other one then. Very confusing, isn't it? My God, there's so many worrying people in. No, Ollie is, you know, unfortunately uh, rocks the trend. Normally from Essex, people are attractive. He's the exception. He's the unattractive one. In the ugly tree, he fell through every branch and hit them on the way down. Then you've got um, the Shane Ritchie lookalike twins, just extremely irritating and annoying, and you want to do some serious damage to I just want to get rid of them. The sooner they go home, the better, frankly. Um... Was I the only one who didn't believe the letter from the Chinese ambassador the other day? I read it and I thought, why would the Chinese ambassador write this? I reckoned it was a spoof letter because it was then repeated in the standard. And I, I, deci- I decided I didn't believe it. It wouldn't surprise me if it comes out in a year's time that they go, actually, it was, it was, just, it was just made up, I'm afraid. Just made up, which is uh, rather a, a shame. Uh, Anna, Anna Friel is in the paper because she fluffed her lines after an audience member was sick over theatre-goers. Mind you, that's the reviews for Breakfast at Tiffany's, I'm afraid. Not only Breakfast at Tiffany's, but here it comes again. Just, actually, I tell you, it'll be done by this week. They'll do that on Harry Hill's burp. I could just see it. It's going to be one of those things. But I am angry this morning. I am very angry. And I'll tell you about it in a moment. Uh, plus, of course, we'll have more of your texts and emails. 84850, And we'll try and guess who we think we're going to shove in the jungle. You know, because they're, they're saying that um, uh, Samantha Fox... Yes, I, read, I heard that the other night. Who cares? I mean, for God's sake. I think they should put Simon Cowell in there. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm working on the producer, because, frankly, he's got on my nerves this morning. He's, I mean, if ever there was an annoying little git, that's it. I'm telling you. <laughs> Leave I'm, him I'm alone. Pre- I'm prepared to go to prison for this one, John. When, when I came to the door, I got a big beaming smile. Yes, unfortunately, he thinks he's doing a toothpaste advert most of the time. <laughs> unfortunately, the brain hasn't quite connected. It's all in his mouth at the moment. Well, he hasn't mucked up yet, has he? Sorry? He hasn't mucked up he yet. He just asks questions. Really? And then, because I wouldn't answer them, he submitted them in writing. 
I mean, it's 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 stalking of the worst possible kind. You mean he hasn't got a manual out there that he can, you know, frequently ask questions, FAQ? That I don't think there's through. anything manly about him at all, I'm afraid. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit worried by that one. The hair's fabulous, though. Sorry? Who cares? He the just hair's had it cut. I said, when you went in to have your hair cut, what did you ask them? Short back and sides? Well, I d- he, d- he just wanted, apparently, to preserve his face or something. Anyway, he doesn't have it cut. He has it quaffed. Well, whatever it is, I think he hangs upside down like a bat, combs <laughs> it like that, and then sticks his head back up the other way, and that's the, the resultant bare skin that he's sure he doesn't go me. under one of those dryers? You know, those ones that I come down? I wouldn't put it past him at all, John. <laughs> I think it's highly likely he's got one of those dryers, if not some rollers. <laughs> well, we're buying some heated rollers for I'm Christmas. I'm not buying him anything for Christmas. I think you should. Heated There's rollers nothing. would be a nice He walks gift. in this morning. You know, you expect somebody to come in cheerful. You know, I arrive cheerful. Good morning. I put some nice oranges upstairs for the team and some candy canes and stuff like that. And what I get from it, it's cold. And so you get, what? It's cold. And he mumbles. It's cold. Well, he's young. And I said, well, put a... V- well, exactly. Well, he's not supposed to be cold, is he? Well, he's supposed to be tired. Like, the elderly, you know, people of my age are supposed to be cold. And I'm going, it's really hot. <laughs> you're not elderly. You're only 37. Well, I feel hyperthermia is setting Compared in Compared to him, you're elderly. Yeah. But, yeah. but young people, didn't, have you never so read he goes, that thing? I've, I've got a vest on, and I've got a jumper, and I've got my, my hoodie. I mean, oh, shut up, for God's sake, honestly. Worse than being with an old woman. I'm going to bring him one of those checkered blankets next time. Oh, a horse blanket. Over, yeah, that yeah, you can put over your legs. So we can wrap it round his neck. That'd be nice. Anyway, uh, Noreen says she's off to uh, St Albans Day. There's a new coffee shop opening. And Brian has found out they're giving away pastries. Needless to say, they're going. Oh, they're he going. can't keep away from free pastries. Which reminds me, I have a pastry for you. This is... This is trial, is it? We're this, having this, a trial? This is trial. Did you hear earlier on? I was mentioning this. Well, I only heard it briefly because we yeah. didn't have very good reception in the car for some strange reason. Really? Just change the car, then, John. It got better. Right, now, this is a mince pie, OK? They, yes. They've cooked them a little bit more than they are normally, so they're a little bit brown. Hold on a second. Are they burnt? No, no, no. Just take, take one out. OK. OK, right. This is the connoisseur pie. They don't look like the other ones. No, they really don't are. look like the ones. Uh, but these are from Marks and Spencer's. Deep-filled... Deep okay. Filled. Okay. Now I want you to have a bite. Why? Well, I can't get it out the thing. I yet. know they're not easy to get out, are they? I think I'm breaking it. Yeah. Oh, yes, I've broken the yeah, top. Yeah, I off ended it. up breaking it as well. It's not very good. Very bad for their connoisseur range. Very shoddy, I'm afraid. Why can't they make a mince pie that you can pick up? For goodness sake! Look, it's broken in my hand. Mm. It's appalling. It's appalling, isn't it? It gets worse. Okay. Oh, well, I can't get it out <laughs> the thing. No. Okay. With, with my other ones. Shall I eat it? Yes. Ju- just have a bite. Take a bite. Okay. Lovely radio. It's great radio for me. It's fascinating watching. <laughs> you shut your face next door, right? <laughs> and this, no, this, this has won me a huge share of the audience, this programme. Right. Oh, it needs a dollop of cream. Yeah. Very dry. A dollop of cream. Can you come up with that? Whipped dollop cream. Of cream. Whipped cream. Can you do that for us? Mm. Oh, it's too dry. Is it too dry? Where are the other ones? The nice ones. Well, they're they're, they're in the cupboard. The reason I bought them... they're awful. Okay, now I looked at the sell-by date on this blooming box. And the sell-by date is the 16th of November. We'll see you next week. Okay. Now, the difference is, the mince pies that we had before, the Walker's ones, with Mm. the 12-year-old whiskey, the sell-by date is next year because they've got booze in. Mm. And moisture. Yes. These ones, the sell-by date is the 16th of November. This is for, effectively, a Christmas mince pie. Okay. I don't have the issue there. On the side, it says six deep-filled mince pies. Delicious, crisp, all-butter pastry, deeply filled with a rich, fruity mincemeat made with fruits, nuts, and this is the line, lashings of brandy and port. My question is, where 
are the lashings of brandy and port. Absolutely bugger all, I'm afraid, in these things. With the whiskey <laughs> ones, you only have to open the box to smell the, the whiskey yeah. coming at you. Lovely. There can't be that much. So I checked on the ingredients. It's just got port, and then it's got uh, brandy, 4%. <laughs> 4% of what, though? For, exactly, a 4% vat? of a vat, I should imagine. Because, frankly, if these things have got brandy in, they must have waved the bottle over it. My advice is, do not waste your money on the Marks & Spencer's Connoisseur ones. Get the other ones, which have got the 12-year-old whiskey in. lovely. Which, frankly, you can, you can get tiddled over. I don't think I can even eat this. It's boring. It's as dreary as can be. I'm going to give it it's to the news desk. Definitely. Matthew's going for the lead. He loves stuff you like that. You might get a winner. You think so? <laughs> no. Yesterday we talked about train journeys, because we found this train journey, or the papers did, for £1,000, it's going from one end of the country to the other, and they were complaining about, oh, it's a ridiculous price, and I was saying, well, nobody ever does that particular train journey, people will do it in in stages, and it's only if you book it, you know, at a certain time, if if you're doing an instant one, it's £1,000, because they've got to come up with a price. So the Mirror have actually sent a reporter on it, what a waste of money and time, as far as I'm concerned, it's a stupid thing, and... Noreen says, I'm going to a health farm next week. We're going by train. First time in years she's been on one. And uh, she said, and no, it isn't rabbit food. You can have alcohol. Although I can't at the moment and I won't lose weight gained last year. Now, we went on a train to France. We did. We went on the Eurostar. Mm. We loved it. Trains I love it. are wonderful. Aren't they just? Actually, and I'll tell you what I, I love really a like. The Virgin train trains that go to Manchester and Birmingham are the tilting trains. Oh, yeah. They're... Amazing. Have we, have we done a tilting train? I don't think we have. No, we have. But we should do. Wait a minute. When I went oh, to... Oh, you went to Blackpool? I went to Blackpool. By Didn't we do a, a tilting train? Yes, that would have been a tilting I think train. I that was a tilting train. I didn't That's the notice. West Coast, yeah. And actually, uh, one of your listeners brought in to me yesterday a, a book about London trains. And in it, there is uh, several pages about the, uh, the cemetery that you were talking about. Oh, yes, yes. Because there's also a cemetery up where I live. That'll be useful. <laughs> Which is very <laughs> handy, rather than Which transporting me to West London. And, um, oh, I don't get... Are we, we going to get a cup of tea, by the way? Did you not get a cup of no, tea? No, I didn't get anything yet. So I did sorry, get a John, smile. Honestly. Yeah, well, see, see, he thinks the smile covers everything. <laughs> I've said to him, listen, I'm sorry, we're not working in Santa's grotto just yet. No, But frankly, another day like today, and you will be. In fact, I think we should make him be a guardsman on the, on the um, cemetery train, don't you? Yes. On the back. Yes, everybody gets on, <laughs> and he'd be sitting there smiling on his, you know... <laughs> You think that'll be a cheery thing, isn't it? You know, you can wear black. Wish and me tap luck as you wave me goodbye. Yeah. <coughs> we, we get you a cup of tea in a minute. You're right. <coughs> it's that pie. It's horrible, isn't it? <coughs> horrible. Horrid. Oh, lashings disgusting. of port and um, oh, dear. I mean, lashings of port and brandy. Listen, um, I know what a lashing of brandy is. Yes, I it's know. not that. It's not that. No. Very, very disappointing. I think maybe they cut down on the brand and just showed it to the mince pies and then... I, I think they did. A bottle of brandy that covers probably thousands. Like, very disappointing. Very disappointing. Anyway, John indeed. O'Connor's in the paper. It was this, this was sent to me. He is fed up, as indeed many of us are, of drunken revellers urinating beside his store. Now, we see this all the time. It's mainly men, but now we've discovered there's a woman in the paper today pictured in Mayfair squatting down on the pavement, if you please... Uh, with her knickers around her ankles. Really? Going to the toilet, so it would appear. What kind of a person is this? Well, I think we know what sort of person this is. <laughs> Somebody who needs yeah. to wait. The trouble is, people say, oh, Mayfair, it's full of classy people. It's not. It's full of dogs, I'm afraid, mainly renting by the hour. And horrible, you know, nice people live there, but they certainly don't go out and they don't urinate on the pavement. Well, jolly well anyway, they've asked her to be identified. So this man is fed up with it. Every day he came in, he's got a music shop, and... It seeps under the carpet. It's rotted the bottom of mm. the door. Because blokes stagger out of a pub and they go, oh, I'll go to the toilet. 
And they don't think, oh, I'll go and find a toilet, or I should have gone before I left the pub, or whatever it is. They'll just stand in a doorway. And they do it in broad daylight. In daylight? Daylight. I've seen people urinating in doorways in daylight. I this have bloke, seen them not in daylight, of course. Yeah. It goes on two or the, three people at a time. In fact, sometimes, when we have the rugby on, the rugby players are so filthy, whole, there'll be a whole wall of them all lined up going mm. to the toilet. But anyway, this man here has decided... Because he, he comes from uh, Ennis in County Clare in Ireland. He's got an electronic box with cable coming from it and five wires. Right. Now, to be honest with you, I would have thought if anybody electrocutes himself, he could be in big trouble. But if anybody urinates, uh, he said, I've put loads of, uh, of signs up saying, you know, if you urinate here, you will be electrocuted. And will they? Well, I would think so. He's, he spent £3,000 putting in CCTV. Unfortunately, we have the same at home. We have CCTV and we have floodlights. It does not deter people at all. No, because they, they're going to be quick yeah. doing it. Look at that man they? who urinated over the... The, uh, the poppy. The poppy the, the thing. thing. Yeah. He didn't care. The fact that there was somebody there go, oh, this is funny, let's take a picture of it. He was so drunk. Yeah. yeah. Well, so we, we've all been drunk. You don't that, need to urinate, I'm afraid. I had some friends uh, who used to live in Earl's Court. Very, very smart street in Earl's Court. And people used to go into their basement. You know, it was one yes. of those, an area at the front of the house... And have ladies and gentlemen. Oh, don't even talk about it. Don't even talk about it. It's horrible, isn't it? I'm doing a break. I'm doing a break. These headlines, quarter to six, 12 people have died and at least 31 more are wounded after a mass shooting at the Fort Hood Army Base in Texas. Back here, two people have been arrested over the death of a 20-year-old man who was found stabbed on Park Parade in Harleston yesterday. The post-strike that was planned to start this morning isn't happening now after the unions agreed a last-minute deal with the Royal Mail and you too have played a spectacular mini-concert in front of 10,000 people in the German capital ahead of the 20th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. With your travel, the lovely Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. Good morning. If you're heading... 12 minutes to six. Andrew Pierce. Who's going to go into that? We could send Andrew Pierce into the jungle. Oh, he'd be great, wouldn't he? He'd be he? good, wouldn't he, in the jungle? He'd be absolutely marvellous. He'd be good. I quite like that. James Whale we, we could send into the jungle. Though he's a bit like me. I don't think we'd ever do anything like that. I'm not going to eat strange... No. Things I don't, I don't like that idea. I think that's just public humiliation. And I'm sure Jenny Barnett would never do it. Um, no. no, she wouldn't. No, that's Certainly not. No, not. no, it's not. No. Although she'd be quite good in the jungle. You need a lady like that. Yes, I'm beginning to wonder though whether no, she wouldn't do it. No, the money would be had had if, if they're paying that much money. Hundred thousand, isn't it? They get something like that. No, it's yes. very, very good. Um, yeah. I, I, I think we need someone. It's always people that you know, a sort of a bit down their luck, or they need a career yeah, boost. That's, you see, that's what I'm, I think we're doing it the wrong way round. Why do we have to put people in there who haven't worked for ages? I noticed the other day on Loose Women, they brought on... Who was the bloke in EastEnders who had Everard, the dog? Oh, was yes. It? What's his name? Him. With the bad skin. With the bad skin. Yeah. Dean Gaffney. Dean, yeah. He's going back into it. Oh, is he? He's going back into EastEnders, together with Natalie Cassidy, <clears> otherwise <throat> known as the elephant in a frock. Don't be rude about I Natalie. Why do you I hate, hate her? her? She's a I sweetie hate her pie. Because, she's, because she cheated the public, that's why. Of what? Because she, you know, said, oh, look, I've lost all this weight on this diet and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Buy my DVD. So people bought it, and what happens? The weight goes back on again. Well, it always goes back exactly, on Exactly, because all they're doing it for is money. I yes. mean, we might as well bring out a DVD. Why don't we? Well, exactly. How not to eat a mince pie <laughs> in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Especially not the connoisseur ones, which claim they have lashings of brandy and port. Their idea of lashings, I'm afraid, is... Perhaps yeah. I should have a check in the dictionary what lashings means. Lashings? Lashings. It used to be always that lashings. sounds like, you know, good old... Yeah, lashings of ginger in. beer, they yeah. always used to say in Enid Blyton books, didn't they? Yes. Which meant that you had a nice picnic basket yeah. with loads and loads of bottles of ginger beer. 
obviously no, not loads of bottles of brandy in there. Mm. Ridiculous. So the Dean Gaffney's going back into EastEnders. Yeah, I, I they're watched, putting the whole family back in. <clears throat> I watched a bit of EastEnders last night, which mm. I very rarely watch. It's all very odd. And uh, I didn't know who was anybody who was. <laughs> Someone was going to burn down the Vic, I think. Well, that's, that's all ha- also happening in Emmerdale. Is it? Because the vicar's ex-girlfriend is another barmy, I'm afraid, and she doesn't like his, his wife. And she's tried to pretend that she's being beaten up by her husband, which is a lie. Right. And so at the moment... Anyway, oh, here so, it comes. Yeah, it's about time. Isn't it? Really, look at this, honestly. A man on a mission. Look at the state of it. Honestly. It looks like he's wandered off a market somewhere, that doesn't looks it, nice. really? No, look, why, why walk all the way back around the table? Why didn't you just keep going around this side? <laughs> Stupid boy. Nice clothes. Sorry? Nice outfit Don't today. Risk it. Nice outfit. Yeah, I like if you it. like Primark, it's great. <laughs> it's not my kind of Primark. outfit. I mean, the t- I, think, I think the layered look is obviously back. Not, not for Oh, it me, is. Yes, it is layered. Yeah. And you're supposed to have bits of... Yeah, in fact, I've got my shirt tucked in, which you wouldn't do on the... On the when, no, I had to do it on the shoot. photo shoot. They That's made nice me picture, tuck it in. the way. Yeah, you want to see the, uh, the other ones. The real ones, yeah. the proper ones, touched up ones. Yes. The you, touch, you I'm be touched up. There's, apparently, there is going to be no touching up. No? No. It's au natural. It's, it's going to be as... So, of course, you can imagine how, how depressed Nick Ferrari was, because <laughs> he's so used to being airbrushed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about his hair like that. He's <laughs> in competition with mine. He just recently had... It done again. <laughs> or what, the hair? Yes. Or the brushing? Whereas James O'Brien appears to have just given up with his hair. He just doesn't do anything with it. I think he gets out a bit. I don't think he, he uses it. Mind you, strangely enough, I haven't used a comb for years. I'm not surprised. Well, I'm going for the towels-old look. Are you? Shut it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to view too. Now the winter's here and the dark mornings and the, the early, uh, early darkness I'm still dressing evening. for summer, though, me. You think it's I June. still think it's summer. Look at my little poppy. <clears throat> look at that. Oh, that's lovely. Now, that's what I want. I've, yeah. I've bought about so 20 So difficult poppies. to get. This is, I had to buy one yesterday. I put my coat on, and I get halfway to Richmond, and I'm just, my poppy's gone. Yeah, they're gone. I get back, it's on, it's on the bedroom floor. So, but Whose I, bedroom? Time, well, exactly. But I had to go and buy another one. But this one is the metal one, and these are very difficult I to like hold that. off, and I love it. I think that's fabulous. And in fact, there was an article in the paper about uh, poppies. Yeah. Uh, they were saying that, um, you know, there's, this year there have been so many different poppies you know, yeah. the X Factor people have all got these silk poppies that are sort of rather smart and very big. Yes. And um, Gordon Brown's wife, uh, she's wearing a poppy oh, that's right. sort of a great big one as well that's all sort of been done properly. And don't you remember that, was it Mrs Thatcher or, or someone? She started oh. one oh. where she had several poppies. Yeah. All in sort of almost made into a kind of a corsage. All right. I think. But, you know, it's the only um, invention, design, that's been going on for, for well, however many years, yeah. um, that has never been changed, the original poppy. Yeah. But everyone says it's very difficult to pin on. Well, like you, you lost yours on the bedroom floor. I do, well, I'm con- I've discovered now, I've got three sitting in the Yeah, I've got the about bedroom. half a dozen. Yeah. They're all on coats. Hang on, I've just got to put my password in again because the machine's gone a bit What's stupid. What's the matter with this machine? Is oh, it crashing? I've got no idea. It's driving me mad today. As I say, what, what with him and now the blooming computer? I've just about had enough of it. I feel like going home and taking it out on the cat. <clears throat> it's not his fault, though. <laughs> Sorry, you had a cat. No, it's not his fault he's like that, quite clearly. It's his parents. In fact, I'm surprised you haven't asked... A bit more the... discipline when he was a bit younger might have helped, I think. We, your contributors, yes, yeah. Alan, Paul, Susan, all of us, mm. we were thinking of getting you those, a pair of those small miniature pigs that Victoria has bought David for Christmas. How lovely. Wouldn't that be lovely? That would be lovely, Would you yes. like that? I'd like that, yes. Then oh, could, yes. Then when you got bored with them, you'd give them to Hugh Broom. And he could no, have them on the farm. No, but he'd, he'd, he'd kill them. Well, no, he wouldn't. He'd He's take them for walks in the morning. No, he wouldn't. Yes, he would. He he'd go out to the sheep walks. and check that they were in the right colours. No, he definitely, he definitely would. But I looked at them. I don't believe the Beckhams have got them. I think it's publicity. They're stuff. in London. They're in England as well. They're yeah. not in 
They're not in Calabria. But they, they spend very little time together occasionally for just for a photo opportunity and then off they go what, again. What, the pigs or those two? No, the pigs are lovely, but they, they do very grow. S- I think they grow to be about 17 inches long. That's not very long, though, is it? But they don't grow in height. No, they, 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 they aren't. But they aren't. A lot of people try to sell them as teacup uh, piglets, but they're not. They're, when they're born, they're like that, but they grow. They're not huge, but they're quite nice as pets and very clean. Yeah, and do they... Well, pigs are clean, yes. aren't they? Yes, house-trained. Are they? You can house train them. Really? And they become, yeah, they become I want very one. affectionate. Me too. Would it go out of my little cat flap that's still there? They vet you to see whether or not you can have one of their pigs. Really? They don't. They're, they're like, a bit like Battersea Dogs Home. Yeah. A bit like Battersea Dogs <laughs> so Home. So it's Battersea's, Battersea Pigs Home. Yes. Because they, 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 because the animals have come into Battersea Dogs Home, they're not going to hand them on to somebody. You might abandon them again. No. Cruel. And they found, one, two, three, four, seven Labrador puppies oh. the other day. Somebody drowned them. And it was two, mm. two brown, Don't tell me two things chocolate, like this, please. and three golden. Oh. Somebody obviously decided they didn't want them, and I'm thinking, who would do that? That's killing... Who a, would do that? A, 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 a life that's just oh. as likely to be on this earth as we are. Absolutely. It's murder, But actually. also, I mean, I'd have taken... If I had a big place, I'd take on loads of dogs. Would you? A big, yeah. big house. Oh, well, a if big you house, win, loads of ground. Aren't you going to win that lottery thing tonight? 90 million tonight, yes. Exactly. Yes. And then you can have as many dogs as I'll you like. i take a contract out on the producer. Right, you know. <laughs> well, you can have him as a dog walker. Sorry? You can have him as a dog I walker. I couldn't trust him walking dogs. Well, across your fields, <laughs> with his hair blowing <laughs> in the wind. Well, exactly. That's like, I don't want people to think the scarecrows come to life. You know, <laughs> I want people to think I'm quite You'd never get any old crow over there anymore with <laughs> him in the field. <laughs> but I'd, I'd definitely have a bit of, bit of land and have some animals. Oh, yeah. What? Sheep? Uh, well, I mean, do you know, I quite like sheep. <laughs> yes, I know you I do. I quite like sheep. I mean, I don't, I don't... Perhaps you can get mini sheep. Perhaps something you can. Like that. Well, they're called lambs. Yes, but, I mean, yeah, but, but they stay as lambs. I don't want them to get any bigger, I'm afraid. Well, you normally kill them, so that's why they stay as lambs, <laughs> and then you serve them at lunch with yes. mint sauce. Oh, well. Um, another one here. Paul in Manchester says, Nice to see, although ITV are nearly on their knees, Ant and Deck have signed a 20 million quid contract between the two of them. I know, but they're, they're worth it. 10 million. It's a two-year contract. Ten, five million pounds a, a, year. a year each. each. Yeah. Nice to see ITV can have, you know, have got that kind of money. Yeah, but you see, they bring in a Sorry lot of advertising. It's, so they're worth value, it. value, he says. They are. Stupid boy. <laughs> five million. <laughs> Stupid boy. But don't you pay him that? Does, yeah. Sorry? To do Fridays, he gets five million, doesn't he? I'd, I couldn't care unless he was run over by a tram <laughs> tomorrow, to be honest with you. Wouldn't make the slightest. You'd have to go to Croydon <laughs> to do that. They have trams there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take him to Croydon. I think they're five million for them. He's probably worth the ITV paying that money. Really? Yes. Are you mad? They do. I'm a celebrity, oh. right? Oh. What else do they do? Yeah. They do um, Britain's Got Talent. Oh, very well, they're just those two they stand sh- on the side of the stage and go, you're going to be great. Oh, you're going to go on next. Yeah, you're on next. Well, how long is that? Might as well pre-record it. And they do their Saturday night takeaway. Yeah. So they've got three shows. Oh, so that's quite work. a lot of work. Good grief. In a year. What's going to be? I do six shows a week. Yeah, but for Actually, that- I, t- I do seven shows a week. Every week. Yes, you do. But you, but you get close on five million, don't, I don't you? Well, yes, admit it, but I'm not complaining about what I get. No, you're complaining but, but about them. It to them. And they have to look pretty all the time. I look pretty. Well, you do, but you don't have to. You could come in. Lo- well, I can't help a bit it. Rough. <laughs> sheep, sheep on the, the television. television. Now. Hundreds of them. Do you remember that um, that the singing sheep came out some years ago with a guy called Adrian, and he, he, he'd recorded lots of sheep. And they went, bah, bah, yeah, it was it was a record, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it got in the charts. It was called the singing sheep. Do you remember Dolly the sheep? It was cloned. First cloned sheep. Yeah. First cloned animal, wasn't imagine, it? Imagine, little check shirt and a moustache. <laughs> you can only imagine, can't you? Uh, Nick in, uh, Mick in Langley says, Can you believe it? Yesterday, the remote control on the key to my car packed up. This also disables the immobiliser. The garage want 300 quid for a new key. The car's only worth 250. 
Dreadful. It's his birthday today as well. Yes. Now, that's interesting because, that, because that's how people... People don't steal cars anymore because unless you've got I'm the joking. keys, you can't get in them. Yeah, but they can... Uh, uh, Steve, the hairdresser, they, they put the thing through his, his uh, letterbox, dragged his coat through, they took the keys out, took his car and burnt it out. Just don't leave your keys in the hallway. Danny Dyer, two cars stolen outside his house in Essex. And, and now... Uh, uh, what's Kensett. Um, Kensett. Patsy Kensett. Although, the, the Patsy Kensett story I thought was quite interesting was why... I mean, Patsy Kensett, she's just an actress. I don't think she's a reasonable, good actress. Why does she have half a page in, in the paper no about idea. her car going missing when she was on holiday? Because, Absolutely absurd. Yes, but also she, she did the pea advert, didn't she? She did the, oh, yes. is it Finder's Peas or Bird's Eye yes. Peas or something like Isn't that? Isn't it the one that went pop? Yes. Mm. But I forget, but fresh as the morning of the pod went pop or something. Anyway, OK, listen, we'll take a very, very quick break. It was DJ O'Donovan who sent me the thing about the man electrifying the ground outside his shop. So thank you very much indeed for that. Obviously over there in, uh, in Ireland, we've got a lot of Irish listeners. You're most welcome, together with all our new ones on LBC. Alcohol addiction. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's Friday morning on LBC. Sue in West Molesey says, uh, well, now I've heard that you're on over Christmas... I'm now going to have to put the radio on at 6am in the morning. I shall think of you as I'm stuffing the turkey. It's a nice thought, isn't it? I'm sure you'll get immense pleasure out of it. She says, I was going to have a lay-in on Christmas Day. Because, as you now know, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, I'm here between 6 and 10. And then I'll give you a rest for the Boxing Day. Then I'm back on the Sunday. And then all the following week, I'm doing 6 until 10. You lucky people. It's your own fault. If you didn't keep writing and saying how much you like me, they wouldn't be booking me for these things. Anyway, news is next. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast, back very shortly. 7.3 Morning, every Friday morning in London town. Oh, listen to you. I oh, love you know, it. I, I get so excited. It's fabulous. You like Fridays, though, don't you? I like any day of the week. I don't think it's I have a day of the week that I do not like. I have. I'm lucky, actually, like that. Can't stand Tuesdays. Really? Oh, I hate Tuesdays. It's, Tuesday. it's a dreadful day for me. Because of all the funny hours I keep, mm. and you know I keep funny hours, I and I do all those night do jobs and day... Oh, getting up on doing <laughs> this nearly kills me. But by the time Tuesday comes, I feel terrible. Yeah. Dreadful. Dreadful, dreadful. And Tuesday... And I've been out a lot in the last, since, I last, since last Friday. Last Friday I went to Scott's in oh, Mayfair. Oh, right, yeah. Which is a lovely restaurant. You're going to love that. It's fish. I know, I, I thought know, of you. I've been there before but, Dale and I went. But listen what I had. And I, when I was ordering it, I thought, Steve will hate this. If he mm. was here now, he'd go, oh, what, what are you ordering? It? Smoked eel. Oh, dear God above, no chance. It was absolutely lovely. No. It really was lovely. No, it wouldn't be. And then on Tuesday, I went to Nobu in Park Lane. Oh, yeah. Very trendy, aren't yeah. I, this week? And then on Wednesday, I was at the Ivy Club. All right. So I've had a real swish week of... Uh, of all the best I mean, restaurants I mean, in I've London. I've had sort of tummy problems this week. Really? Too many kebabs. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> I think that one kebab has affected me, and it's lasted it for such a long time now. You shouldn't eat that terrible know, food. I'd you really are myself. very naughty. You should stick to smoked eel. Oh, yuck. No, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Mark says, my daughter's just said little boy ten minutes ago. Actually, it was probably a bit longer than that, because this one came in a little while ago. So congratulations to Amy and Steve and little one. I think they're calling Albert. Well, there you go. I've got an uncle Albert as well. I have too. Uh, Angela says, you're not old. You're in the prime of life. The best is yet to come. I do hope. So. He's only 37. <laughs> yes. And Stephen says, we tried the Bluebell Railway. Pullman dining experience is great. It's like going back to the 1920s. Yes, I know all about that. Jill says, I think the pies are leftovers from last year. <laughs> and Chris in Essex says, back after two months off sick, your wit is a tonic. All I need now is a gin. Oh, yes, a there gin and tonic. Well, I can be the gin, he can be the tonic. Yeah. But actually, going back to those um, mince pie things, I think uh, your listener could be right. Because the sell-by date is w- next week... 
I reckon that they were produced last year and they've been in a holding cell because they weren't sold a holding cell. That sounds terrible. No, you can't it? make them last a year. Why not? Even with booze in, they won't last a no? year. No, no, well, no. I, no. They I can think probably do a few months. I think whenever they were made, they're definitely been... darker though than last year's connoisseur pies. It's it's just the inference that they've got lashings of brandy and port because I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, that when you open a box of mince pies, if they've got loads of booze in, that's what you smell. When you do the Walkers yeah. ones, you smell them because you can smell the booze. Well, the, I don't believe that they've put any booze in here. It's very disappointing. I think the, unless it's, they've negative. dried out somewhere. The Grinch lives. <laughs> now, here we go. New watch. She's going to do this. Now, that's it. Now, keep coming around this way. There you go. See, you can do it. Poor okay. boy doesn't have a sat-nav for the studio. Sorry? He doesn't need a sat-nav no, I'm just the saving the wear on his plimsolls, Paul Sol, because they look as though they're practically I down I think the, the sooner they're bones. worn out, the better. Have you ever seen anything like it? I mean, really, it's plimsolls. an in itself, isn't it? They are plimsolls, aren't I they? I think he, he does an Adina in Absolutely Fabulous, where he goes to the wardrobe and goes, um, what shall I wear today? Um, <laughs> um, layers. And we go layers. We see layers are good because you can take them off. I like the t- jacket though. I like those sleeveless really? things. Didn't you have one of those ones? Sorry? A green one? No, I did not. I think you did. Not Camilla Parker Bowles. I'm Steve <laughs> Allen. I think you did. I never did so. Steve Parker Bowles. Steve <laughs> Parker Bowles. We got Tom Parker Bowles. <laughs> we have indeed. John and Lindy Fleetwood were the ones who told me about the Brussels sprout crackers, <clears throat> and and a lady who said that my my dog. Uh, is listening. This is uh, Anne Marie. Freddie's already excited about Christmas. Loves listening to your podcasts. Oh, I love it. <laughs> what a fabulous picture. <clears throat> Absolutely fantastic. I've got to say good morning to Ernie, who brought in some... Not the and, fastest milkman in the West. Not the fastest Surely milkman not. in the West. Well, he might have been. Yeah. But anyway, he's a big fan of yours. I've had quite a few of your fans in this week, and people do pop by. Taxi drivers I, pull I up they, and they, wave. They, they, they try and get them out of the hospital before Christmas time. So? Well, they... Yes, I think they probably Generous were. <laughs> anyway, Ernie came in and showed me some wonderful pictures signed by you and signed by lots of people uh, that were on LBC over the years and the original... Oh, you did look so young. With hair. And what do you mean I did look so... Hello? Hello? <laughs> what do you mean I did... None of this in the past. I did look so young. You were in a pram at the time, Steve, yeah, I know. in this picture. Actually, if you, if you go to the LBC website, you can... Um, you can see early pictures of me. They're very good. And here's, yeah. the, and they were all signed by you. Very attractive. Very, very nice. Very so good attractive. morning, Ernie. And I've got to say good morning to Mel as well. Right. Because they've all been I'd in like this to say week. good morning to everybody who knows me. <laughs> but not you. That's 1.2 million, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> your, your audience is 1.2 million you know, now. strange enough, at this time of the morning, we had the figure... I couldn't go to the figures meeting the other day because I had something to do. And well, if I had have done, I'd... We're getting your hair cut again. I was having the treasure hunt. <laughs> Actually, the funny thing was, I was, I was not feeling particularly sparkly, because I've had this, these sort of semi-chest pains. I had to check my tablets this morning to make sure I'm still right. on the blood thinners. And, um... Not sure about you having chest pains. No, I know. I, know. I thought maybe the stents have moved Half the programme still to get I can't remember when I had them done, the stents. They said they last about ten years. Oh, that wasn't ten years ago. No, it was about five years, wasn't it? We were only halfway through. Well, exactly, yeah, but I, some, they might have fibbed. <laughs> Didn't they check them recently, though? Yeah. They had a little look at them, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they seem to be all right. But I, mean, yes. I, I walked the other day and I started getting little pain. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. And, uh, so, yes, and so the audience figures. Yeah. And we have the biggest share in London at this time of the morning. Really? More people are listening to this programme than anything else. Especially at this time of the day, I Especially, would think. Especially, yeah. Absolutely. You know why? Because people tune in and they go... Mavis, have a listen to this. You won't <laughs> believe what he's saying. <laughs> have you got a gun? Because we're going round to that studio <laughs> right now. <laughs> We've just, what what's some his name? people are saying. Steve Allen. <laughs> can't believe it. Anyway, we we'll do the horse racing later. Let me just do some more of your texts and emails very quickly before I get angry about a story. I got very angry about a story in the paper. Yes. And it was. Oh, wait a minute. If I can find you it, angry? 
can't this believe it. This is one of those silly stories. Oh, there's a bit about Robbie Williams. They've, they've reviewed his new CD. Oh, yes. Not very good, they said. He's on Jonathan Ross tonight. Yes. And he was very good, apparently. I heard well, that from Jimmy Take Kerr. That have got a double-page advert. They do not need Robbie Williams. They've got Take That, the PlayStation 2, the mm. PS3 game. They don't need Robbie no. Williams. But Robbie Williams is all right on his own. He's managed on his own for the last eight years. Yeah, he's he's going to get married. Apparently, yeah, he's very much in love. He talks drivel. He talks drivel. I'm afraid. I have met him. He is absolutely charming. Here is this woman. Now you remember? Oh, I haven't got time to tell you. It's too early. But I'll I'll do it the other side of the news. But just to tell you, it's the aunt of Shannon Matthews. You remember Shannon Matthews? That vile old bag. She's in prison. Who's in prison? Mm. Well, this aunt is also in prison as well, but for a different reason. And I'll tell you that very, very shortly. Uh, plus, um, everybody's talking about the DVDs you're going to be buying for Christmas. Oh, we want to know about those. Yeah. And we still can't work out... What is the matter with it? What is it with it? Look at it. I mean, it's, Did it change clothes? It's like working with one of those strange Tamagotchi things that you got years ago. <laughs> or failing that, in my case, they give me a Cabbage Patch doll. <laughs> and, it's, and you don't know what to do with it. You open up the lucky bag, and in the bottom is some horribly misshapen thing. And you take it out, and you show it to your friends. You go, what do you think that is? And they go, I've got no... And eventually you work out, it's a toffee. Because it's, it's got warm, and it's gone misshapen. And oh, I like I'm doing a break, for goodness sake. I'm trying to be funny and witty. It's not easy. Mm at quarter past six. With the headlines, Matthew Schofield. A military psychiatrist. Room four. Oh, there you are. Nice to be company. I'm going to tell you this story which has annoyed me this morning. Come on, okay, then. This is the story of the aunt of Shannon Matthews. Her name is Amanda Hyatt, 27. Okay, okay yes. Amanda Hyatt lived next door. So while the uh, crook Shannon Matthews um, was, uh, was messing around fooling the whole country. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amanda Hyatt, not Shannon's real aunt, I have to put, they just call these people aunts because they're all a bit... Anyway, uh, she lied to authorities that she didn't live with her husband, so she pocketed £35,000 in benefits for which she was not entitled. A year? She's a crook, OK? Not a year? No, not a year. This was between 2004 and 2008. Uh, she even helped out on the, the hunt... For, uh, oh, yes. Yes, I'm sure she was seen, wasn't she, as she's a supporter? Seated, yeah, but the, the, the best is yet to come. So she's, she's thieved £35,000 in benefit fraud. OK. Mm-hmm. In total, £35,885.27. She's found guilty. Six charges of making bogus claims for income support, housing benefit and council tax relief. As far as I'm concerned, you know, they need to clamp down on this and they need to clamp down very quickly because there's lots of people and it's obviously that easy to do. You turn up and you get all this... What the hell we're paying this... Anyway, she's paying it back. Really? How? Well, I don't know. How do you pay £35,000? Guess how much? £35,000, £885.27. She's paying it back at £6 every two weeks. Three pounds a week for this old crook. Well, she'll be dead before that's ever paid off. They'll never be paid off. It works off. out at something, wait a minute, six pounds <clears throat> a fortnight, so that's 12 pounds a month, 12 yeah. to 100, 144 pounds a year. Yeah. Work it out for yourself. Why don't we just go into a house, kick this old witch out, take her television, flog everything, because quite clearly she's been buying stuff left, right and centre, and then you go, when you come out of prison, you can start again, love, and you're not getting any more benefit fraud, any she, more benefits. She won't own the house. It won't be her house. No, She'll be... but she thieves as well. Yeah, but who was she living with? She was living with her husband, yes. but said that she wasn't. Yes, to get the benefit. I mean, why she gets benefit, I've got no idea. Well, Six pound a fortnight, ladies and gentlemen. What a joke. Wouldn't even cover the interest. Well done to the government for sorting out yet another cock-up in the system. So angry. <laughs> <laughs> 
I really don't hate people cheating. This is, I've never cheated anything in my life. Me neither, Hand actually. Hand on heart. No. I've never claimed unemployment. I've never done anything like that. I've never, never, ever been no. unemplo- unemployed, I've actually. I've been poor. I've been very poor. And I've been rich. You still are. And rich is better. <laughs> Let me tell you. Rich is... But all you have to do is work. That's why I get annoyed when I see people sitting on the ground, you know, getting got some money. No, of course I've got money, but I'm not giving it to you, mates. But, get but, off your bottom and go and work. You say rich is better, but actually, poor, being... Experiencing having no money. I remember why I had no, didn't have enough money to get on the tube to go to work. I couldn't even answer the door to the milkman. <laughs> you still don't. I still don't answer the door <laughs> to the milkman. The milkman in my place rings about 20 times. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I don't, because I didn't have any money. I was living on spaghetti. God, I was thin. <laughs> it's, it's a great diet, being poor. <laughs> yes, it Although, is. Although, strange it's enough, good. you see all the poor people now, and they're as fat as houses, because they're eating all this disgusting food. Because all the wrong things are cheap and available. Cheap food now, and that's what people yeah. eat. You look at them. But if you've got no money, out. you've got to eat. Yeah. Yes, but it's cheaper to actually make your own stuff. Is it? Opposed, oh, absolutely, than it is to buy it. You can... They, they, they've done it. They, they've shown you people like Jamie, Oliver, and everybody have shown you how to make a meal yeah. for people, for a fiver. So instead, they'd rather go out and spend 12 quid on a party bucket somewhere. Yes, well, I actually... Think, That's just ridiculous. I cook it for myself every night, except when I'm in Scots or the Ivy Club yeah. or Nobu, but... Which be most of the time. <laughs> which is most of the time. But I do actually cook... And last night, you wouldn't have liked what I had last night, but I'll tell you what it was. I just did some pasta. So I've got a sauce. How dull is that? I know how dull is that. I've got an ex-producer who cooks pasta. I just she said to me, I had pasta last night. Oh, God, how boring. I knew you'd say that, but I can make it work because you won't like this either. There we go. So I did it, and it was all a bit quick because I didn't go home to work till eight. And I thought, well, I've just eat. I've got to eat something, and there was nothing. In. So I did pasta, and then I did tuna. tuna oh, God. And Mind the, you, they do do a new and tuna a ragu now. sauce. A tuna comes in a... You know, normally you have to drain it out the tin. Yeah. They've got a new one now. Oh, yes, John West have got one which doesn't have that brine it's sitting in or no, something. No, mine was in sunflower oil, so Ooh, I just added that yeah. into the sauce. Have you seen the size of tuna? How they get them in those tins on there? They're about three <clears> foot <throat> long. The funny thing is, and I was thinking about this, and I was look when I the, and do you know it was it was a difficult tuna because it was in a tin. It's still alive. <laughs> it didn't have one of those pull things, so I suddenly had to think. Oh, I've got to find a I've can a, opener. I've got a can opener. So have I. Have you got the new one? No, I've got oh, an old one. I got this one from Robert Dias, fourteen ninety nine, <clears> and you just. Put it on the top of the tin. Mm-hmm. It adheres with a magnet, and it dry- and it goes all the way round and takes the lid off. Electric by itself. Yeah, but you don't hold it. You just push the button on the top, and it does it all by itself. Great for elderly people like us. If you can get it out of the plastic packaging, it's in. <laughs> One of those. Oh, you need scissors you need and a scissors knife. to cut it out. It's the packaging. terrible, isn't it? Fantastic. But I must say, my dinner was very nice. But the, I thought about the tuna, mm. and I thought, oh, look, the sell-by date on the tuna was 2011. Yeah. Now imagine how many tins of tuna there are. All over the world. Just imagine. Have you seen the... You haven't seen it. It's called the Tuna Wars. And it's the fishermen who go out to catch tuna. A a whole shoal of tuna can be worth about £10 million. Oh, I'm sure. They're phenomenally sought after. They're also huge. They're huge. And what they do is they they corral them, Mm. and then they keep them in these corrals, and they go off and find more and bring them all in together. It's These things are huge. I've never seen anything the size of them. I feel a bit sorry. You're making me feel guilty now. Guilty about what? Eating tuna? Mm. Oh, uh, to be honest with you, I'll feel sorry for tuna because one, one minute they're swinging around going, this is nice, isn't it? Yeah, we're a the next tuna minute, family. Yeah, next thing they're sort of herded mm. and then they're taken on board and then presumably... Pro- I've never seen the processing of them. I don't want to. Oh. I've seen the Japanese whalers, thank you very much indeed. Uh, I don't want to see that again. Have you seen the new thing? For the, did you see the thing? For that? They've got a new boat that cannot be detected by radar mm. and uh, the, the Greenpeace people are, are 
produce this, mm. and it can actually go up to the Japanese whalers, and they won't know it, and they can harpoon them. So they're going to yeah. go on an attack and stop them. What amazes doing me the is that within the, with the, with the Japanese... Look at us being terribly conscious about things like this. But the oh, Japanese whalers cut the fins off dolphins... That's disgusting. ...and then just throw them back into the water so they drown because they can't swim. No, no, and all they want sort of is that piece. That. Yeah. And why, did, why can't they have a substitute for that? We can have a substitute for everything. There's a substitute for meat, there's a substitute for everything. Why yeah. can't the Japanese find a substitute so that they can leave I the whales alone? I never like substitute sausages. I always thought vegetarians were a bit peculiar. Chicken sausages Because they have nice. to have a sausage that sort of isn't actually a sausage, but shaped like a sausage, but it's made out of something that's not meat. And if you don't eat pork, th mm. th you can still have sausages, but you can have chicken sausages. I love sweet and sour pork. <laughs> sweet and sour pork, special fried rice. <laughs> yum, yum. No wonder you've got an upset stomach. Mm. And you moan about my pasta. I'm quite delicate. Yes. Really? About as delicate as a dead rose. Yeah. But I'm not... Have you seen that advert on the television of the bloke <clears> who, <throat> who goes into the kitchen and he picks up a tablet and he puts it in his mouth and he goes... And starts pulling out a tail, Oof. and then pulls out a whole rat, a dead rat from his mouth. Oh. And the advert is to stop people buying medicine online. And they said, the next time you buy it, it could be made of rat poison. Yes. Because the people who are selling this are crooks. It's not genuine medicine. At all intents and purposes, it looks like genuine medicine. They did a big exposure, I think, Panorama, in Africa, where women were so desperate to get all these drugs, they would buy fake drugs. And they would pay a fortune for fake drugs, which are on sale in markets. And I get bombarded every day. You probably do at home as well. Don't go to the pharmacy. You know, get your drugs from here. It's like, you know, for ages now, I've been getting... Well, they've actually stopped. They've got wise to it. You know, would you like to meet Russian girls in your area? Or would you like a penis <laughs> enlargement? And to be honest with you, given the choice, I'd rather have peanut butter on toast. And, and so you get all these marmalade things. Marmalade on toast. No, I don't do marmalade. I do. Apart from lime. <laughs> Oh, lime marmalade. Lime marmalade. Oh, I love I like lime the jar. Marmalade. Yeah, it's a very pretty colour. Very pretty colour. Mm. I like lime marmalade. I like orange marmalade. Yeah. Thick cut? Marmalade. Oh, it's hopeless. It's like talking to a five-year-old. Thick cut? Anyway, sorry? Thick cut? Might be. <laughs> anyway, what we'll do is... <laughs> we'll take a short break. Uh, we've got some more stories from the papers. Yes, I've got some as well. Don't forget, today you go out and you buy a poppy. I don't care if you've got no money... Just go out and buy, you know, 20 pence, a pat, whatever you can give. You can put tuppence in. Put tuppence in. It's a poppy, mm. OK? Do it. Uh, bad news, I'm afraid. Tonight, Derek Acora aims to solve one of the world's biggest mysteries. He's going to aim to contact Michael Jackson. Oh, for goodness. The big question Michael Jackson will be sending back to you, Derek, is, are you sure you're not a fraud? I mean, it's just ridiculous. There is no contacting Michael Jackson. He's dead, OK? There's none of this old baloney. It was, we, we said the other week that there used to be an old fraud called Doris Stokes. And Doris Stokes yes. used to go and do um, all these seances. Mm. She was a little old lady, but uh, what she did was she cheated people. She, she pretended she could contact the other side, whereas the Radio Authority guidelines were at the time and still are. It's an entertainment. You are not allowed to say you can contact the other side because it upsets people. Anyway, she did it, and then, then she, she dropped dead. Didn't foresee that one. And strange enough, her agent, obviously thinking they were onto a great thing with Doris Stokes, mm. immediately produces Doris Collins. And Doris Collins carried on doing exactly the same old stuff that Doris Stokes did because they were on a money spinner. And uh, then Doris Collins died. And who's doing it now? I can't imagine. Probably people like Derek Okoro who go out there and claim that it's rubbish. It's absolute rubbish. They do make a fortune, though, because they fill those theatres. They're queuing yeah. out the door. To and let's face it, out of 1,700 people, you've only got to find one name. So I sit there and go, I'm getting Martin 
Martin. And if you don't get any reaction, just throw in another name. Just do cold reading, and it works every time. So out of 1,700 people, four people, three of whom are probably plants, will actually get a message through. And if you analyse what they say, they say nothing. They say nothing. You can find it exposed all over the internet. But uh, somebody would say, well, if it brings comfort to them, I say, yes, as long as they don't have to pay money, it's OK. So Derek Acora doing his usual balmy thing. We've seen him exposed on the television on more than one occasion. So there you go. LBC 97.3. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. LBC 97.3. Time now, 6.30. 7.3. Twenty-seven minutes to seven. Well, the uh, the mince pies remain in the studio today. Although I I might relent because I'm feeling a bit sorry for poor Matthew because he, he's a bit <laughs> emaciated recently. <laughs> not had a pie it's for a, a month. Not the word I'd use. But... No, it's not the word I'd use. I'm just being kind. Very I'm being kind. kind. Thank you. Uh, because yesterday, uh, and Alex says I think Mr. Warrington will need to jog to work after all the mince pies he'll have to eat as the newsroom are on a starvation <laughs> diet. I swim. Yeah. Not to work. It's over a week since a nag came in, and two weeks for Alex. Yesterday, you had uh, Ravi River, fifth out of ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex had Alpha Tricks, fifth out of ten. Consistent, yes. if nothing uh, else. You're £67.66 in the, uh, in the red. He's uh, £25.15 in the red. Mm, not, not a good, good. week, actually. No. Just cool as well, I, I left some oranges directly in front of you. Oh, have you? Yes. Have you seen them no. sitting on the side? No. You can't see anything in front of you. Can no, you? actually. Hopeless. Yes. <laughs> and some candy canes. Can- right. Right. You've not seen those. No, I haven't. No. Hopeless. Really. I don't know what you're I'll wait for the mince what pie. Do, what do you look at? Well, yeah, I'm, 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 I will give you some mince pies today. Thank you. Because we don't like them. We don't like them. Oh, I these see. I'm getting your why. sloppy seconds. Well, these, right. these are the Marks and Spencers one. It says here, delicious, crisp, all-butter pastry filled with rich, fruity mincemeat, lashings of brandy and port. Well, I'm blowed if I can taste brandy and port. <laughs> or anything. Or at least with the whiskey ones, you can taste the whiskey, can't you? You can. Well, with these ones, I tell you, you'd be hard-pushed to find anything that resembles brandy or port. So, now, listen here. What? Listen here. What? I'm off for the next two weeks. Oh, dear Lord. Of... Well, how have you wangled this one? How is this possible? Well, I get holiday. Oh, well, I, just, I know you. I, I realise you don't approve of the I, concept. I, I don't but, do holiday, no. No, I know, but, but so, I do. So what are we going to do? Well, uh, my uh, lovely colleague, Katie Radley, will be here. Um, but I don't want any shenanigans while I'm away. I don't want to come back to tales of, oh, she was better than you. Listen, Even though she probably will be. Will, listen, <laughs> do I know her? She can't be any worse. Yeah, she, she covered for me last, last time I was off. Oh, she, did she? She stood in for me, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Is, it, is that her real name? Well, she used to be called Katie Henderson, but then she went to get oh, married. Oh, right, that's right, yes. yes. Oh, no, no, put it away. Nobody could replace you, Matthew. Oh. Heavens above, and we, we, we burn a small candle for you here in the studio. Just a small one. It's a, well, yes, absolutely, just a small one. It's, it's a religious experience talking to you. Thank you very much. Because you're, you're an institution round here. I think There's a gag there somewhere, yes, one, thank remember. you. Anyway, yeah. so we're off to <laughs> Southall, three mm-hmm. o'clock. Ponting. I think we've had Ponting before. Win only for Alex. OK. Uh, they also go at Hexham, Fontwell and Wolverhampton. I'm going with a 2.10 at Fontwell. Aston Lad. Aston Lad. Yeah. So-so. Okay. Mm. So-so. Yeah. You, you, you will get some mince pies to see. Are you going somewhere nice for your holes? Oh, here and there. Here and okay. there. Here and there, round about. Yeah. All right. Do, 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 do you do lying on there. beaches? No, you... no, 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 no. 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 You're not that sort of no. person. No. Mountains. Climbs really mountains? Mountain. No, no, definitely. No, he doesn't climb mountains. No. Definitely not, no. No, cities, more my thing. Oh, right, you do oh, a city okay. break. Mm. Oh, that's Good. quite nice. We actually did, did Paris a short while ago. We did. And I did Ljubljana a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Ah. Live from Ljubljana. Which is very nice. And Naples. Yeah. Mm. Although I think we've got some lovely places to see in this country. That's Ljubljana true. White. Very nice. For my summer holiday, I, I stayed in this country. So. Yes. Yep. 
that's lovely. Yeah. I mean, is, 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 is that mainly because of the ASBO, or is it because, you know... <laughs> the tag, yes. The tag. And it's difficult to get through Heathrow, isn't it? I still love that, that favourite gag, which came out from some comedian years ago. He said, he said I'm, I'm Irish and my father's Iranian. He said, so we spent most of our summer holidays in customs. <laughs> <laughs> which always amused me. Anyway, have a nice holiday. Thank you. I expect to come back to a profit. Oh, I have no... Oh, well, well, we'll do our best. If I, if I do, then obviously um, I'll take the credit. If the loss gets any deeper, then it's Katie's fault. Absolutely. Have a nice holiday. Thank you. That's Matthew Schofield, and uh, we'll find out on Monday whether or not we have a winner. A winner. 23 minutes to seven. Is, and I will give him the mince pies today, mainly because we can't stand them. <laughs> very unusual for us to give away yes, mince pies. Yes, we don't, don't like that at all. No, I very unusual. next time you'll have to, if you do buy you'll have to bring in something alternative. Yes, well, I mean, I, I did biscuits, but today I, I've left them um, uh, candy canes and uh, satsumas, easy peel satsumas, which candy I think is very canes. generous of me. Very, but very I generous. am a very generous person. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, there's an article in the paper today, mm-hmm. and guess which accent has been voted as the sexiest accent in the, the world? Sex- Scottish. No. Um, sexiest would be... Are you talking about generally, or this this country? Is, it, is this a general No, one? no, this is worldwide. Oh, right, accent. so it'd be something it, it, like... It's uh, women. It's what women find, actually. 5,000 women worldwide yeah. were asked to name the accent they find most alluring. Oh, that, that would be... Um, well, I was, I was going to say Birmingham, but I, <coughs> I don't think so. What? <laughs> Birmingham? You're right, don't you want to come home to Birmingham? <laughs> uh, no, it, it would be the... Crossroads Motel. You have oranges ripened under the tropical sun. It would be probably Italian. Or French. Well, you, that certainly wasn't Italian. It was when I do it. It's French. No, no French is all. It's more like Mr. Sarkozy every I second. Know, I'm so sorry. Is it either Italian or French? No. No? No. Um, well, it's not the Swiss, because nobody knows what they sound like, so nobody ever impersonates the Swiss, Well, because they? they could be German it's or not the American. It's American. not going to be Australian or... Oh, it can't be Australian. No, no. no. Welsh? No. Oh, well, no, well, don't <laughs> jump down my throat on that one. Welsh. Um... No, it's not. See, look here. You know, you look nice. Thank you. And, um... <laughs> Daffod. <laughs> Daffod. Okay, um, shall I give you a kilo? A gl- give you a kilo. Give me a clue. Give you a clue. Give me a clue. Um... Well, obviously not. They're pretty good at dancing. Pretty good at dancing? Austrian. No. German. Faster. Faster dancing. Oh, Spanish. No. Oh, so no, not it. quite so. Not quite so flowing. More stand still and dance and then... <laughs> Russia. No, that's no. Cossack dancing. Ireland. Yes! Ireland? <laughs> yes! Hi, year. Well, that's sexy. No, no, no. Hi, hi you today. No. How's your man? <laughs> it's a big country, Ireland. How's that? <laughs> sexy. No, because it's, the Irish accent is very, very... It is quite sexy. Is it yourself? You know, I mean, I don't think so. Not, no. not so much the I Northern Irish I thought Welsh Irish was accent. sexier. Did you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Scottish can be quite nice. Well, don't get too far into the Highlands. You're it, all right. Fr- French, which I think is one of the sexiest ac- accents in the world. Oh, I think they're just lazy. Oh, I love French. And people. German. <laughs> involves they a were lot fourth. Of very guttural. They came fourth, which, oh. behind Scotland. Oh, I told you Scotland would be good. And just ahead of Australian. Uh, good day, Sheila. Do you want to come back? That's about as sexy oh. as that mince pie. Oh, that's not sexy at all, <laughs> is it? Italian was named the second sexiest accent, while yes. English came in sixth. Well, that's... Well, uh, English we have accent. lots of different accents. Yes, we do. Well, so, so they do in I mean, America as well. some people say that, you know, I, I've got a sexy voice. <clears throat> Other really? people say Who? I have a, well, generally deaf people, I'm afraid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's, it's in the eye of... It, it's, it's in the ear, isn't it? It's in the it? ear of the beholder. Yes. Or two ears in, yes. in the case. Yes, I was, yeah, I sexy? So. I think it's sexy. Isn't sexy a sexy voice all about the tone but of actually, the voice? But so actually, I worked out some years ago that sexy has got nothing to do with looks. 
Because oh, sometimes no. you can meet somebody and they've just, you just go, Ooh, they've just sexy. got sex appeal. And yet it's interesting, I know people who are extremely beautiful and extremely good looking. Thank you. But they're not sexy. It's not me then, is it? <laughs> not me. No. But they're not sexy. But then you see people who are not quite the norm, but then you think, yeah. they've got sex appeal. Sex yeah. appeal was what it was all about. Sex appeal sells things. Yeah. Not beauty. Absolutely. I sell this show every day every on sex day. appeal. And you're every the day. sexiest man in the building. I am the sexiest person here. It's yeah, the only person here. not much competition, here. is there? Let's face it. It's either between me, Jenny Barnett, or James O'Brien. Or Nick I mean, Ferrari. Co- Sorry? Nick Ferrari. He hasn't got sex appeal. Wasn't he a sex icon for a while? Certainly not. No, he was a candidate for mayor. Never a sex icon. Oh, I no. thought it was the same no, thing, isn't it? Me. That was me. <laughs> Boris is sexy. Not. Well, so, yes, I think Boris is, is sexy. Do you? In a peculiar sort the of name way. or the person? Yeah, yeah. Well, who, well, who, who, who do you, oh, you... You think Boris is sexy. Who do you think... Not really care. Who, who do you think sexy, then, Phil? Who, who, do you think, who would you put down as being sexy? Okay, somebody would go, that person's got sex appeal. All right, I take myself out of the equation, okay, to make it easier for you. And you come up with... Who? It's hopeless, isn't it? Really, it's hopeless. See, it's not... Megan Fox. Megan is that Fox. a Disney character or something? That a, Why do I know? A, I know that name. Megan Fox. <clears throat> no, no I idea. do know who Megan Fox is, but I can't she, remember. She's sexy, right? Is okay, she? Megan Fox means nothing to us, I'm afraid, here in the studio. But uh, as long as it keeps him happy, it's probably his next door neighbour or something like that. She's probably angling for a name check on the program, <laughs> and got it. Oh, Lembit Opitz back on the market. Really? Yes, that uh, quasi relationship with the model, which didn't actually work because they didn't actually get any. Um, any uh, publicity. I can't refresh these things, actually, here. I can't refresh my uh, emails for is some he, strange reason at the moment. Is he not going out with the um, the cheeky girls anymore? No, that's all finished. Oh, was it? Oh, that little really? publicity stunt finished ages ago. <clears throat> what happened to the cheeky oh, girls? Oh, they just disappeared. Back to Transylvania, I hope, with a bit of luck. <laughs> with their mother. With, with the mother. Who I yeah. met several times. Have you met her? I've met the mother and actually, the girls. John worked the other week with the girls who had kicked off the... Um, X-Factor. The X-Factor. Yes. And they were called... They were called a Miss Frank. I've got to um, type my password in yet. How have you gone to that? Miss Frank. Mm. And they weren't very good. No, they weren't. Oh, he's going to give us a picture of Megan Fox. Terribly, terribly out of tune. She looks like... Surprised they were good. I'm surprised that Rachel got kicked out. Re- yeah, me too. I thought too. it was a bit of a cop-out, actually. That's actually Megan Fox, is it? Well, let's have a look. Is she it's nice? Okay. I know this woman. Wait, wait a minute. I have to do this first. I can't do anything. Wait a minute. Otherwise, I can't get there. She, she's okay if you like that kind of thing. It obviously appeals to the sort of the prepubescent, <laughs> I should imagine. Do you um, anybody do you, over the age of twelve? No, no chance at all. You don't really watch the X Factor properly, though, do you? Like a real person would. Me? Mm. No. Um, Are you getting more mean? into it now? No, I mean, like you're not an avid watch. No, I, I w- no, I'm not an avid watcher. I do watch <clears> out of interest because I love the way that the program is. Con- hang on, wait a Is uh, constructed. Oh, it's brilliant! Absolutely brilliant. In fact, there was a program cleverly on cleverly done. There was a programme on the other night, which I watched, was about Simon Cowell and um, why he's so successful. And that actually, about six or seven years ago, he had no money at all. No, he's selling... In fact, he actually auditioned for a game show on television. Yes. You know, people think he's been doing this forever, but he hasn't. Hasn't, no. And he's sung a song and he's been in... He was in uh, a video with Sunita and he produced her record. He's only sort of just recently become extremely well-known because of the programme. Yeah. But if you watch the programme, I, I, rec- I record it and then I watch it with no adverts. I know that's right. not what you're supposed to do, but then I can fast-forward it all. But I always watch it again. Sunita's doing the Strictly Dancing on Ice. Oh, my favourite, that yeah. is. I can't wait to see da- Dancing on Ice must start... Soon. It's got the biggest dreary... Oh, got the biggest dreariest lot of people you've ever seen. In Dancing on Ice? Yes. Who? Danielle Westbrook. Really? And uh, Heather Mills. 
No. Yeah, seriously. Danny Young, last seen working on Coronation Street about 1,500 years ago. It's all... They've obviously just phoned the radio. Please, please get me a job as quick as possible. I can't believe those people Ridiculous. are Ridiculous. I mean, Heather Mills, goodness sake. sort of people we're putting on television now? Hardly, uh, you know... You know, but Heather Mills did the dance, the Strictly dancing in America, didn't Bald she? witness with her. I wish she'd stay off television. Well, she shouldn't be on television. She isn't... No. She isn't She's anybody. certainly not the sort of person no. we need on there at all. But then, obviously, uh, TV producers think different. I mean, who'd have thought putting Peaches Geldof on a programme would actually get an audience? <laughs> or the girl, what's the girl that says, wow, all the time. Wow, it's oh, a doll. your exactly, friend. yeah. yeah, yeah. She's in the... I did watch a little bit of uh, Peter Andre's programme <gasps> last Lord. night. Yes. Goodness me, that's getting drearier yes. and drearier. Uh, Steve, uh, sexy, delusions of grandeur, I think more cuddly. Says not... Who are you? Cuddly. Oh, cuddly's nice. I don't like cuddly. Oh, cuddly's lovely. Oh, cuddly's horrible. I don't like that at all. News headlines, Matthew Schofield. Twelve American soldiers have been killed. Morning, everybody. Twelve minutes to seven. Tom Parker Bowles with his food and drink programme. Sunday afternoon from four. He's looking back at some of the highlights of his first few weeks, including Marco Pierre White's thoughts on how London restaurants have changed in the last 20 years and how Diwali is celebrated with Anjum Anand. So Tom Parker Bowles for food and drink. Sunday at four o'clock here on LBC 97.3. I love it. I love Sorry? that programme. Love it. Love it. Last week he did winter barbecues. It was very interesting. I know. I've often thought about, you know... Doing a winter barbecue? Doing a winter barbecue. You could. Why should you have to sit inside? It's like, you know, the, the British have a, a penchant for sitting outside in all weathers. I mean, only in this country would we sit by the side of a filthy, dirty road sipping a cup of overinflated <laughs> coffee. For eight pounds. <laughs> uh, John says, where can I get Walker's mince pies? I don't know, I have to shop around. I get them from Costco. And, uh, and Will says, when na- now we know you're on over Christmas, mm-hmm. is the festive season programme guide on the website? Not yet, but it will be very shortly. Uh, don't forget, £90 million on Euro Millions tonight. The price has gone up to £2 a ticket. Oh, it was because they're doing before, wasn't it? It was one fifty four, but they're now going to offer a, a million pound prize. Oh, so there's a secondary prize. Yeah, there's a secondary mm. prize. Although, frankly, if there's £90 million in the pot, who the heck wants a million? I'd like a million. Sorry? I'd love a million. Oh, I'd just give it away. I'd give it away. Well, to... a million? Sorry? If you only had oh, a million. You you if I only had a million. If I won 90 million tonight, we're all benefiting. Be... You're on for a pound <laughs> next door. Don't you just, don't, don't thank me now. But a million would be really nice. Yeah. 90 million's unbelievable. You could give millions, a million pound away, willy-nilly. Oh, I would, absolutely. For 90... Yes, I would be contacting all the papers to say, listen, if you've got an appeal or anything like that, the only thing I wouldn't give to, I'm afraid, would be the Madeleine McCann appeal. I think they, they've had enough money now. I would give to people who are very, very... There must be tons of organisations out there who could benefit from money. I think you'd have to set up your own, your own benefit. I would. I would, I would set Allen up the Steve Allen Foundation. Yeah, Steve Allen Foundation. And I would, I would give to... And we, we would go through the papers. I've already worked it out in my mind, as indeed many of you have. I would go through the papers. If we saw a little story, I'd think, let's go and give them some money and just turn up and just give it to... Anonymously, not, not to sort of, yeah. you know, garner any publicity or anything like that. You would also need a team of people to sift through all the letters and... and Giles. <laughs> just Giles? Just Giles. I think you'll need a little bit more than Giles. Just Giles one. and maybe Phil on a nice hot basis, a team of people yeah. in an office... No, just two of them. ...to read them no, and to check that, that they're long. real. No, you, you know, you, anybody who writes in, you throw in the bin. We have to find them. Oh, you've got your work cut out then. Yeah, you? well, it would keep them busy, you know, so... Yes, it's, yes, it's always yes, yes. You'll it's send like, someone off, will you? Yes, but to the bit far Willy, reaches of Willy Wonka now or something. <laughs> What's the matter with him? He's on a different program. It's completely. <laughs> he's had one of the mince pies. He thinks he's doing Jack and Ori. Completely round the bend. <laughs> he started off reasonably compass mentors at five. He's got progressively worse. It's not happening at all. Very quickly, uh, let me bring you up to date with uh, some of the uh, 
the uh, text and email. Thank you. Wayne and Chiswick went to see Change on my recommendation and loved it, which is good. Uh, Steve, you make me smile, says Susanna. <laughs> That's good, isn't it? <laughs> Sounds like a Christmas card. <laughs> Steve, take cider vinegar, tablespoon and a dash of water, sip three times a day for digestion. That's from Dave. Uh, what does John sleep? What se- sleep cycle is he on? Oh. He, he doesn't really have a sleep cycle. You don't cycle. really want to know about my, my time, my body clock. It's terrible. It's, it's not worth worrying. It's don't really bad. It. Uh, go to YouTube and you can see Michael Dennis's latest poem. It's YouTube slash The Black Cab Poet for Poppy Day. It's called In Memoriam, so that's good. So you can go and check that out on uh, YouTube. Uh, and Neil says, morning to you both. I love the snake story yesterday. Unfortunately, I had to give away all 12 of my pets. He used to send me in pictures Oof. of his snakes. And you know me and snakes. My I mean, biggest, I'm just... The biggest like fear. Snakes. I've got this, this dread fear about snakes. I was in Thailand. Spiders, tax inspectors, well, we t- they all fit into the same category. <laughs> we were taken to a snake farm. Oh. Oh, I wouldn't get out the coat. Did they milk them? Oh, I have no I've idea. I've seen them milking them for their, for their um, venom. And they, they have a bit of muslin over a jar and they do that because yeah. the venom is the, is the antidote. Yes. That's right. Yes, that's true. Anyway, I don't like them. Yeah. Oof. No, it's not, but Neil loves them. Neil loves them. People love them, and, and in fact, there used to be a pet shop that in in Parkway, a very very famous pet shop, where people would go and get the mice and and food for the snakes oh, and take it home. No. I have friends that had snakes. I never went to their house. You know, you know who has snakes in their house in their kitchen? Who? Ken, Ken Livingston. Really? He's got snakes in the kitchen. Uh, no snakes. No actual snakes. I know, because somebody, I, I can't tell you how I know, but I know, and I've really? been forbidden from mentioning it. But apparently one, one got out and went under the floorboards. Oh, I wouldn't like that. And was eating mice mm. under the floorboards. Because every house, we've got an old house, and he's, he's got a terraced house, there would be mice there. Mm. Imagine the mouse. You know, for, hap- for years you've been living there quite happily, then all of a sudden, what the heck is that? What's going on? What's happening? <laughs> Poor little mouse. Girl, 300 years to pay off that debt, says Stuart in Biggin Hill. 300 years, To pay yeah. off that debt we talked about earlier on. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. And Debbie's had to now get up and start making a bacon sandwich. Oh. Because people are talking about <laughs> food on the programme. I had a lovely sausage sandwich yesterday. White bread, tomato oh. sauce. They do nice ones in the canteen. Doris does a mean sausage does sandwich. She? Oh, I think oh, it's the best yes. sandwich. She does. And it, oh, it's lovely. It's good news. Uh, Steve the Builder's very uh, annoyed that the postal strike is off. Why? It means that you'll have to get up to bite the postman because the dog's ill. <laughs> it's an old gag, but it's worth it. We like it, though. Uh, I don't want a million. 90 million, not. Unbelievable. Would be lovely. I agree. That's so much money. £90 million. Pounds. That's so much money. I don't, you just... You really would I have to go... I keep having arguments with sort of discussions with friends of mine, and they say, would you carry on working? I say, of course. But not the f- immediately. Not on that day. You'd have to take that day no, off. No, I'd work on that day. Of course. Listen... Well, you'd go and pick well, up that check... Way, if it then... actually came in tonight... And we they wanna... tell me tomorrow. I'm not working tomorrow anyway, so no. I can quite happily go and get I, the money. I wonder if you can collect it on a Saturday if you win. I'm expecting any bank to open up, especially <laughs> for me. Because <laughs> they, they, they bank with the Royal Bank of Scotland. Do they? The lottery. So Camelot, that's who their, their banker is. But it isn't Camelot. It isn't a, a Camelot lottery, though, is it? It's yes. A, I thought it was a European consortium. No, no, no. It's Camelot. Is it? Millions. Yes, so yes. they do that? As far as, well, as far as I know, it is. I've never thought it was anything different. Lovely picture in today's uh, Guardian uh, with uh, Sue Johnson receiving her OBE oh, from the yes. Queen. And uh, the headline is Royal Meets Royal. OBE. For t- I do like Sue Johnson. She's nice. I love her. She's they a had a guy actress. on Alan Titchmarsh's show yesterday, and I couldn't remember who he was, and they invited him in to make comments on him. And he was that ghastly Rafe from The Apprentice. 
This man who was just obsessed with himself, I'm afraid, very, very, very awful, didn't didn't contribute very much at all. And in the... Ex- I've just probably got enough time to do this very quickly. Uh, in the Daily Mail today, mm-hmm. uh, what Benny Hill was too saucy to be on British stamps. OK. Oh, really? And you know that there's a new Lapland theme park? Ah. This one costs how much to get in? £87.50 right. to get in. And if you want a picture with Father Christmas, it's down in Hampshire, I think... £10 extra. To be honest with you, why not just save up and go to Lapland? Go to Lapland. Because you remember the last one that opened up had to close before Christmas because when it got there, you know, parents complained about it, the ice rink was closed. This one's just about to open, but they've done a big piece in the mail today, so if you want to know more about it, it's in there. Yes, and a day trip to uh, Lapland will cost you about 450 quid. Yeah, but at least it's proper. Proper snow. Real snow. Proper Father Christmas. Real Father Christmas. The Father Christmas. And it's it's magical. Once you get there and the kids see snow and you do husky riding and everything else. And I found something for you, actually. Oh, yeah. Because today... For the first time, for they, they, Santa's school has opened, oh. and this is a place where they train Father Christmases. You and can't train Father Christmases. Well, he is either people, is or he isn't. He's he, Santa's representatives oh, in no. town. While he's doing all the presents up there in the North Pole, yeah. they've got a fabulous school to get candidates uh, throughout Scotland and the North of England um, are, are going to attend an event, an all-day or weekly event, where they train them train the Santas to perform well in front of people in shopping centres to represent the real Santa Claus. I think you should go up for it. That's a good idea. Ho, ho, ho. I think you need an awful lot of patience to be Santa Claus. Yes. However, you have been warned, an audience, uh, Donnie and Marie... Oh, yes. ...is coming up on television. An audience with Donnie and Marie. Yes. Uh, It's going out, I think, on November the 11th at 8pm... And this is Donny and Marie Osmond, and it's got all sorts of people in the audience. Letitia Dean, Linda's Lusardi, Robson and Nolan, Craig Revel-Horwood. We haven't had an audience with for ages, but they've decided to, uh, to do one now. I forget who the last one was. Donny Osmond is absolutely charming. He I've is. worked with him, he's lovely. But uh, on that, weren't they doing an audience with Susan Boyle? No, I think that was a joke. Was it? <laughs> I thought it was. I was hoping it was a joke. <laughs> I was hoping. Sadly, we've got no more time. John, thank you. Pleasure. I have to go. I have to go. I have to. Mainly because my hands are so cold, I'm afraid, at the moment. I have to go. But I will be back with you on Sunday. Jamie Cullum is my special guest in conversation. Don't forget to go to the LBC website. Check behind the scenes, the pictures there. You'll love them. And the early pictures of LBC and the fire, all sorts of things on there. So if you want all your information, it's on there. We get more hits every day from you. So thank you very much indeed for that. Uh, I'll be back with you with Sunday breakfast. I can't remember for the life of me who's doing the papers on Sunday, but no doubt there will be stories to make you go, and it'll be absolutely terrible, but at the same time we'll smile. Darren will be here with all the gadgets. Absolutely. So if you've got questions, then uh, start getting them in. Okay. Have yourself a lovely weekend. Wrap up warm. I'm going to go and get my tyres dressed or whatever they call it. Nick Ferrari is with you after the news, which is next on LBC. I want to look my best for Friday.